This is Ireland's 100 to 102 Today FM. And Kenny wasn't even a wet weekend in Castlebar before he upset the locals. Will he be left whinging on Friday? Good evening, four days to go until polling and Gavin Riley with you here again for another wrap-up in Today FM's Election Daily. This is a podcast that over the weekend, I will admit, I fully expected to be drowning in navel-gazing from four different opinion polls, but it's not. Instead, it is all about this. So I say to those people, and God knows we have some All-Ireland champions here in Castlebar. I don't mean Castlebar, Mitchells. I mean the whingers that I hear every week saying, there's nothing happening. Well, I want to assure them that the future is very bright. All we have to do is maintain progress in terms of our economy. That's Enda Kenny speaking in his hometown of Castle Bar on Saturday evening, appearing to label people in his own hometown as whingers. I mean, hang on, that can't be right. In, in his hometown, on the Saturday before an election, surely that must have come out wrong. So he was asked the following morning, who were you referring to, Tishuk? Locals. Okay. Nothing to do with national politics at all. Obviously, you get this all the time. But sometimes I find that people, uh, people find it very difficult to see any good anywhere, anytime. So, having affirmed that he was referring to locals as Windsors, he was asked, surely you regret referring to your own townspeople as Windsors? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, some of them wouldn't know sunshine if they saw it. Oh right, and the issue then began to gather some steam. Fianna Fáil's Lisa Chambers, who is also from Castlebar and presumably doesn't think potential voters for her are whingers, wanted an apology, and so did Gerry Adams. But at a rally in Dublin yesterday, afterwards, Enda Kenny made no mention of Whingergate, but yet the storm continued. This morning, Francis Fitzgerald defending the Taoiseach's choice of language. He was obviously referring to a very uh, uh, small group uh, of local Fianna Fáil politicians who were completely unable to see any benefit in the improving economy, and that was the particular point he was making. So anyone who knows Enda Kenny knows how he reaches out to people and how understanding he is of particular individual situations. So, you know, to elaborate from the remark he made to sort of see it as a general comment on the people of May or indeed of anywhere else would be completely uh, inaccurate. But nonetheless, with the issue refusing to go away, and indeed it appeared on many newspaper front pages this morning, when Enda Kenny took an interview with WLR in Waterford, he finally took a chance to say he wasn't actually talking about local. This was a local, a local issue. I wasn't referring to members of the public anywhere, nor indeed my own county and my own town. I was referring specifically to a number of full-time professional um, uh, politicians at the Fianna Fáil party who've constantly talked down their own town who constantly scaremonger. If any offence was taken by the public, then I, I regret that. Obviously, I'm speaking specifically about uh, Fianna Fáil politicians. But having said he was talking about locals and then saying he wasn't, the story went on. And so then, speaking to reporters after three earlier opportunities to clarify or apologise, Enda Kenny finally withdrew the remarks. Mea culpa, I, um, I, I accept I should have clarified my remarks, uh, which I made in Lupeed yesterday uh, and in Castlebar before that. This is a, strictly a local issue. It's nothing to do with any member of the public and any offence taken by any member of the public in Castlebar. I unreservedly withdraw that. Why, why wouldn't I? Don't I deal with them for so many years and they, they're quite entitled to give me their anxieties and their concerns? 
what I was referring to here was a continuous uh, stream of talking down our capital, our county's capital town, uh, by uh, Fianna Fáil politicians. Um, uh, scaremongering to the effect of downgrading the General Hospital, scaremongering to the effect of closing the uh, Sacred Heart Home for Old People, uh, when actually the opposite is, is true uh, and is happening, uh, where investment is taking place and where things are uh, reaching real progress. So, from that point of view, my remarks were, were uh, directed at the political process, and I understand politics, of course, but no offence should be taken by any member of the public, and I regret that. But that then again makes it even more of a story. Obviously it was regrettable for the Taoiseach to sound like he was cribbing at people in his hometown. But then the fact that he revised his position twice this morning alone and only after a minister had stood by him and defended his original comments means that a faux pas has now become a bona fide election issue. Joan Burton certainly tried to see the lighter side of it. It's not a term I would use, uh, but uh, I think the important thing is that the Taoiseach has heard that people have uh, issues and difficulties and an analysis which is not exactly the same as his or indeed of lots of other. I hear constant complaints, for instance, from people about the dangers of Sinn Féin and about the, the murky past of murder that really eats at people's heart. Although Fianna Fáil's Micheál Martin wasn't really buying. Linda Kenny doesn't like to hear the fact that the regions feel that they're not getting a fair crack at the whip, that the economy has all been in one direction only and not across the regions. Hence his response was to call people who were criticising that whingers. There is a legitimate case there. The Department of Finance's own you know, published documents confirm that there has been an uneven recovery across the country. Mary Lou MacDonald found a fun way of turning the story on its head. I myself think that Enda Kenny is a bit of a whinger. Um, I've, I've uh, endured his whinging for five years. I think his uh, remarks were obviously offensive to the people of Mayo, but they were uh, more broadly cast than that. The Taoiseach obviously thinks that if you're critical of his uh, government... If you're one of the people that uh, has been failed by the health service or by housing policy, if you're one of the people who uh, tosses and turns at night because you're, you're worried that you can't meet your household bills, that you're a whinger, I don't see it that way. I think those people actually are heroic. While Lucinda Creighton remembered that all politics is local. Speaking as somebody who hails from County Mayo and whose family all live in County Mayo and who have every right in a democracy to critique and analyse and um, express their opinions on the performance of the government and indeed on all political parties, I think those remarks were extremely unfortunate and ill-advised. I certainly don't believe the people of Mayo are Windsors. I don't believe the people of Ireland are Windsors. I think that what people are looking for is positive politics, positive solutions that can solve the childcare crisis, the homeless crisis and increasingly the absolute catastrophe in our health service. But speaking of all politics being local, here's what the people of Castle Bar had to say to my News Talk colleague Richard Chambers. There has been no uh, input from our Taoiseach into our town at all, none whatsoever. They are, and they are annoyed, they ask anybody. Where's he been like? We're getting nothing down there. It's dead, like, challenge dead. And the office is only around the corner, like. No, no, that's not recovered. Well, there has been no investments in Castle Bar for the longest time. There should have been. Nothing has been done with Castle Bar. It's a ghost town. It's a crazy shame to the town. And I can remember my wedding reception. I'm trying to think, was it 71, 45 years ago? Mm. Well, we got our wedding breakfast with whiskey on the table. It, it was terrific. It was terrific. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful place. It's an awful, awful loss to this town. It breaks my heart to see it close, I'll be honest with you now. It breaks my heart. Terrible to see it happen here in Kessler. Terrible to the heart of Kessler, like, you know. There is anger, yeah. 
directed at who? Kenny. <laughs> it looks like the town is... It's in a goat town after a while. He, he done nothing for Kesselbear. Don't talk to me about him. He done nothing for Kesselbear. But all he was supposed to do, he done nothing. But it's the sort of thing that can see a campaign totally unravel. And after the weekend's opinion polls, that is now a risk. The three over the weekend we'll skip over. We'll go straight to this morning's one in the Irish Times from Ipsos MRBI. Firstly, because it's the most recent one. It's sampled on Friday and Saturday. But secondly, because in the last two general elections, the final Ipsos MRBI poll for the Irish Times has actually come closest to reflecting the final result. Now, it has Fine Gael on 28%. That's totally unchanged compared to the poll taken two days before the doll was dissolved. And that is a fairly poor turnout based on what really ought to have been a cakewalk for Fine Gael at least. Fianna Fáil is up two points to 23. Sinn Féin is down four points to 15. Labour down one point to six. The rest are up three points to 28. Micheál Martin, by the way, by some distance now the most popular party leader. But not only that, Fianna Fáil also had a gain in the last poll before this one and Fianna Fáil had slid in that one. So there is now only 5% between the two parties. And the likes of Windergate is exactly the kind of thing that could see transfers that were heading towards one party now go to the other instead. But that is a debate for later in the week, so let's move on to the talking taxi, which is now making, sob, its final journeys throughout the country. Today, Helen Vaughan and Johnny Cubal Quinn stopped in Kildare, including in Susan Kyo's parents' house, to hear what people there had to say. I have, well, I have four children, I have four girls, and I have Caroline, she is in NCAD in Thomas Street. So uh, I'm living in Edenderry, she's leaving the house, I drop her to the bus stop at 7 o'clock in the morning. It takes two hours, over two and a half hours at some stage. The manager of the Chalk Dara Community Centre, Sarah Shakespeare, there describing her daughter's daily commute to and from Dublin. She says public transport in the county is inadequate. There's all these, oh, but you can get the green bus and it's only three euros. But you could live three miles out in Nurney, but you won't be able to get from Nurney to here. There's nothing, you won't, there's nothing that joins up sort of the hinterland to get in to these, oh, but that's cheap. And I'm going, yeah, but that's cheap, but you can't get it. You can't get to it to get it. You have to get a taxi and pay 12 euros to get to somewhere to get the three euro bus and you can go the whole way to the airport. That's feck all use. You know what it is? Really, you go, what's the logic? Amanda has this simple request to improve public transport. Bus shelters. <laughs> I mean, that's so, that's so simple. But I mean, I'm getting up every morning and with the weather, the way it's been. And I mean, sometimes I do think how simple. How simple is that? Well, a major issue for Valerie is the cost of childcare. In order to, you know, go into full-time employment, pay your rent and pay childcare, you'd want to be starting off in a job of about 50 grand, which is impossible. That's only a rough estimate now. That's not factual. But, you know, from my personal experience, moving into full-time employment on your own, if you've got two kids, even one child, with the cost of childcare, it's pretty difficult. My name is Kenny Hartnett and I'm from Kildare. Um, I'm a CE supervisor on the DARA project. It's a drug-free programme. Another issue raised in County Kildare is homelessness. And the homeless thing in Ireland is, is ridiculous as well. I mean, th- at this day and age, there shouldn't be people homeless. I don't think so. I really don't. I might run for politics myself and bring it in or something. <laughs> okay, thanks guys. Thanks a million. Bye. See you later. Helen Vaughan, Today FM News in Kildare Town. Now, a couple of other things to mention. Uh, both the Social Democrats and Renewa are taking issue with tomorrow's RTE debate and the fact that they're not in it. Um, here is Stephen Donnelly, who many people saw as the winner in the seven-way debate last week, accusing RTE of being part of a cartel. We're trying to get a message out on a fraction of the resources available. Um, when the state broadcaster 
is essentially engaged in censorship of four of the eight political parties three days before the debate. Um, it makes it very difficult. So we're fighting against the state broadcaster's position on protecting the establishment. Like It's hard enough to challenge the cartel without RTE protecting them as well. Renewers Lucinda Creighton was also airing her grievances. I've written to the Director General of RTE and TV3 and UTV asking them to consider, in RTE's case, either including the, some of the smaller parties in the debate on Tuesday night or to the other TV stations to seize the opportunity um, to give a voice uh, to the independents and smaller parties and to ensure that 800,000 people are not disenfranchised. Now I have to be honest, on Saturday morning when the Sunday Times poll leaked out and showed Labour prospectively only on 4%, it did for me raise a question about whether Labour should even still be allowed to participate in that debate themselves. Because after all, if the AAA people before profit were on 5% and they weren't allowed to participate, it may have been difficult to put up a decent argument to defend the appearance of Joan Burton if she only had 4% backing. But that argument is obviously slightly undermined by the other polls, although it does make you wonder where the cut-off is meant to actually lie. That debate tomorrow night being chaired by Miriam O'Callaghan starts at half nine, so again, tomorrow could be a late podcast or an early one, so do keep your eyes posted. Now, a couple of lighter bits to wrap up today, again, on the subject of opinion polls this one. Here's what Mary Lou MacDonald had to say earlier about Sinn Féin's slightly falling performance in some of those opinion polls. Well, look, um, I don't know. I don't claim to be an expert on opinion polls. People who know me would tell I'm actually alert. I think we have too many of them. It's kind of makes for hormonal politics. You know, you're up, you're down, you're in, you're out. Possibly the first reference to a Katy Perry song we've seen in the entire campaign. We'll leave you with a campaign song from someone who does divide opinion on the internet, Labour Senator Lorraine Higgins, who seems like an outlier and that she may possibly be a non-incumbent who could win a seat for Labour on Friday. This is a song called Strong Candidate. The people of Galway only have to wait four more days before they decide that for sure. I'm Gavin Riley. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow for more Election Daily. Jesus, strong contender, a Galway girl too. You've got something to share Lorraine's the girl for you She's on top form Young and won't be beat Vote Lorraine number one Going to sit for Galway East Vote Lorraine Lorraine number one Vote Lorraine You know she's the one Vote Lorraine Lorraine number one Vote Lorraine She's the one. 100 to 102 Today FM.